Fiverr Fashion Podcast Show. Here we discuss the latest and trending topics with the industry experts. With our media, market research and brand building solutions, we Fiverr Fashion are the world leader in offering effective business solutions to the global textile, apparel and fashion industry since 2 decades. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to Fiber to Fashion podcast show. I'm Asa Dora from the Market Intelligence team at Fiber to Fashion. Today I have with me Mr. Shirish Shivastav, head of apparel sourcing at Puma. I have uh, I have him, uh, you know, uh, here with me as an expert on the athleisure industry with his experience, his vast and varied experience of 19 years in the industry now. Today's topic for our discussion is a classic fashion or just a fad? How promising is athleisure's future? Activewear started in gym or field, moved on to casual outings, then was an airport favorite, now is being admired and accepted on and off the ramp. This trend burst out when people could wear their outfits for multiple occasions without having to change, which meant greater convenience for them. Sportswear brands are crossing over into casual wear fashion and hence sports clothing has become much more fashion sensitive in terms of colors or designs. All major retailers and brands have been adopting active wear in their collections and their apparel product categories and are getting influenced by sports in terms of style, colors, fabric and comfort. The entire global apparel and footwear market, uh, you know, out of which 9.8% is considered to be the athleisure market, which is quoted to be $166 billion in 2017. It is expected to grow at a CAGR of 12.8%. So it is definitely going to double up by 2023. Owing to major shifts in customer lifestyles over the last few years, the activewear market has just been rising. It has only seen growth. So I have Mr. Shirish Shivastav here who will help us throw some more light on this topic and help us, you know, get his expertise, uh, you know, insight knowledge on the topic. So to begin with, what will be the key drivers and challenges for leisure in the coming time, Mr. Shivastav? Uh, hi everyone. I think athleisure and not just athleisure, but the rest of the brands as well are going through a metamorphosis. And the biggest challenge which athleisure faces in the coming couple of years is how it embraces sustainability. How is it able to connect with the customer by positioning itself on the sustainability side of the sourcing matrix? Right. And what are the key sourcing destinations apart from the sourcing destinations we already know? The pace at which it is growing, uh, you'll be surprised to know that there are not a lot of sourcing options for brands who are into extremely uh, performance-oriented products. Uh, having, having exhausted companies like China, Vietnam, Cambodia, uh, it's now shifting into uh, Bangladesh, uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, but but again, it, the choices are very limited. Now, how we for the remaining globe? Hmm. Is what is going to decide uh, the future of uh, athleisure and sustainability. So there is those two are the key drivers for I feel as well. Right. Challenges at the same time as well as drivers 
because yeah. these are the most important yeah, key uh, points that we can look at. Absolutely. Is Indonesia going to be an inflated bubble about to burst or a trend which will stay for a while? I, I don't see uh, this, uh, if, if we are calling it a bubble bursting for the next 10 to 12 years at least. Hmm. Because I, if, if we talk just locally, uh, I think the trend and the phenomenon has just started and we are seeing the beginning of the metamorphosis in India. Coming to the uh, other country, we are seeing a similar trend where almost every brand is recording high double-digit growth year on year. When, when the world is facing uh, closure of bigger brands, there is recession everywhere, not a lot of industries are doing good. There are brands which are into a treasure space clocking double-digit growth. So I feel that, that this momentum is here to stay. Both it is very relevant for India as well as the rest of the world. And it's going to be there for, for some time to come. I agree with you on that a big time because, you know, the kind of, uh, you can't say decline, but stagnation uh, that, you know, the apparel industry is seeing as a whole across the globe. This is one category that looks promising and I see a lot of brands investing in this category, yes. creating newer lines and bring them, bringing more products in this particular category that is showing a promising growth for sure. Yes, and, and just a quick uh, rejoinder if I have to add, uh, when, when people across the globe are trying to cut their expenses at leisure as a, as a clothing option is something that they want to buy because they can club it with their gym, with their outerwear, with their exercises. So one, one piece of cloth is serving multiple purposes. So I think uh, that that's where they want to invest uh, whatever uh, budget they allocate in their clothing uh, budget. Rightly said, rightly said. So as for you, does Athleisure poses a great threat or challenge for denim industry in streetwear category? Specifically, when I say this, specifically for the women's wear category, how big a threat is it? I think um, uh, I will not call it a threat per se, because uh, what I feel is in this, in this world, uh, people more than one fashion sense can coexist and it's a fad right now. Uh, but I think uh, denim will have its shelf life and, and uh, what I feel is it's peaking. So maybe growth for a denim wear brand is, is going to be difficult going forward. And athleisure, which is already growing, it might over a period of time, a space which ideally a denim wear brand should have taken. So I will not say that it's going to cannibalize the denim wear brand and the denim wear market, but I think it's definitely going to stagnate and that the growth of denim wear brand is going to be seriously uh, pushed to the limit by these athleisure brands. Agreed with you on that again, but I still feel, you know, as for the uh, the growth that the denim industry was supposed to get hasn't really been there. Instead, people like you said are investing in athleisure because a piece of garment can be worn at multiple locations, paired with multiple other, uh, you know, um, accessories or garments, stockwear. And, you know, I believe the uh, the market, the target audience for athleisure is very, very, uh, you know, millennial, a very young generation in particular and the emerging economies in particular. You know, if I say the growth, that, the extensive growth that I have, uh, you know, uh, seen is majorly China, India, some Latin American countries, the, all the emerging countries are showing very good uh, you know, adaptability towards a seizure. Yeah, you are absolutely right. And there is a kind of a fatigue which is uh, associated with denim wear historical brands which are very iconic. 
But right. again, a youth doesn't want to get associated with a brand which sounds a little old. Vintage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Their yeah, industry uh, says the word vintage. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can they can call it vintage. Right? Yes. Uh, and and particular uh, particularly examples like Lululemon, who have just burst into the scene some eight or nine years back, and they are they are just. Uh, breaking all records. Yes, yes, they're, and they're they're seeing a good growth for sure. And, and they are pretty costly when when you go and buy a Lululemon product. They are not cheap, and still they are ruling the market. Gives you an indication that that people are ready to spend if the product spend. Yeah, if the product has uh, quality functionality, they are ready to spend. Absolutely, yes. Yes. So, will the growing popularity of athleisure impact brands and retailers' current sourcing strategies? And if I yes, what that. could be the probable changes? Yeah, I think um, brands which are into the fast fashion segment of sourcing, like the Zara's and the H&M's mm-hmm. of the world, mm-hmm. will have to be will have to move out from the cheaper destination which they are capturing right now. For example, Bangladesh. Reason mm-hmm. being, uh, as as sourcing spaces will become congested and only a few sourcing spaces available for a cheaper brand as well as a brand like an athleisure brand who is willing to pay more to the supplier. Mm-hmm. I think that space gradually will be taken up by those brands who are ready to pay good to the supplier. Okay. And 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 the, and the fast fashion brands will slowly and slowly move out and maybe migrate to African countries, and we are already seeing a trend uh, towards that happening. Right. Uh, so so this is going to be a gradual shift where the Nikes and Adidas and the Pumas of the world will take over Bangladesh, and right. Zara and and Inditex brands might be moving towards African countries. True. I uh, I think that's an insight coming from uh, you know the industry where you uh, you know you feel it every day and you get the updates every day. A very good insight from you. Thank you. So uh, the next uh, thing that I would like to ask you would be how would the rising awareness for environment and recycled products impact the athleisure market? Because in the beginning only you said the challenge is sustainability. So how will that impact? I think um, it's going to be a very, very interesting next four or five years for all of us uh, because not just we have to understand how the consumer is going to accept those kind of products. We also have to uh, know what is the money that the consumer is willing to pay for sustainability right. because there is always a cost involved when you are trying yeah. to re-engineer a product and make it sustainable. We are we, we know that everybody wants a sustainable product, but is everybody willing to pay in an extra money to get the sustainable product? I think it's still a question mark. Having said that, uh, Athleisure brands have already taken a big leap uh, in this direction. Okay. Uh, we already have almost all the brands ready with their footwear, which are made from recycled plastics. We have apparel which are made from recycled plastic. And again, the once the market is is mature enough to start accepting that kind of product, I think moving on from one to another will not be a big issue because all the research and development work. Across brands has already been done, right? And uh, it, it's 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 a matter of time before the consumer themselves start pushing all these brands to be more and more sustainable, and true, true. Uh, and we want to be in that right zone at that point in time. Right, agreed. I think it's it's more on the consumer acceptability and uh, their pockets are ready to invest in a more functional, more sustainable product uh, from these uh, brands that are doing their research but not able to sell it as much. Um, one more thing before, you know, since we're talking about sustainability and the recycled products here, do you think viscose will be the preferred, uh, you know, raw material instead of polyester in the coming, uh, in the coming time, in the coming years? 
does that have uh, you know does that have more scope or the recycled products have more scope in terms of sustainability i think recycled polyesters recycled cotton uh, okay. biodegradable products hmm. uh, when it comes to packaging because when we talk apparel we, we uh, sometimes do not pay attention to the kind of waste which the repackaging industry also generates right. uh, coming from the apparel uh, side Hmm. So I think these are the key areas uh, which which are going to be the drivers because I will uh, I will also stress upon the polyester versus viscose. Uh, right. Uh, a lot of big mills which have been uh, uh, which have worked with polyester brand have positioned themselves and have invested themselves uh, into polyester and polyester uh, related engineering. Right. That for them to moving on to viscose in a very short span of time will be extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. But they can definitely mold themselves into making something recyclable from the polyester uh, blend itself. Okay. So I think that shift will not happen so much. Uh, uh, this internally we have been discussing this shift. Okay. But I think polyester to viscose will not happen very fast. But I think polyester to recyclable polyester is something which you will see in a couple of years uh, flooding the market. All right, perfect. So it is in discussion. So brands uh, like Puma, Adidas, probably they are discussing this change, but they are preferring recycled products more as of now. I think it's a good way to yeah pull out uh, the existing polyester in the market for so good. I think it's it's going to be uh, good. So to conclude, uh, I I understand from this discussion that you know. For sure, as per uh, you and I also believe that this particular category as leisure is here to stay for a longer span and will give a good challenge to denim industry and the other, uh, you know, woven apparel industry as of now. And let's hope they have a good life. Uh, can't promise how many years, but they are here to say it's going to be a trend which, which has stayed for a good long time. Yes. Thank you for your time, Suresh. Thank you so much for joining us on the discussion today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.